The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my so God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Welcome into Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. It is Tuesday, August 29th. Your host, Brendan Glasheen, joined by Sean Zarillo. And today we have Tanner McGrath joining the pod, filling in today for Anthony DeBundo. So no, we will not have dingers today. But Tanner, uh, here to deliver and take the chair of DeBundo. Greatly appreciate that. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast if you have not done so already. Also, if you're watching on the video side on the Action Network YouTube page, uh, please hit subscribe and also like the video. If you enjoy watching us on the video side, our uh, video team greatly appreciates that as well. So I know we come to you in a variety of platforms. Um, so please do so if you are so kind. Also, we're here on Friday this week, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays during the season. Full slate, Zarillo, let's dive in. Best bet for Tuesday. What jumps out? Yeah, pretty big edge on the Royals in the first five innings. Cole Reagan's a guy I've bet on, I believe, in every start since he came over in the trade for Roll the Chapman. He has shown elite stuff, 102 stuff plus, 102 location plus in the rotation for the Royals. And I think the Rangers may ultimately regret that trade. Kind of giving me vibes of Pete Cliff Lee, just based on how he's throwing. Throwing the ball a little bit harder than Cliff Lee, too. He's touched triple digits on some occasions, and that's from the left-hand side. And I believe the last time I had looked at his average velocity as a left-handed starter, he ranked up there with any of the left-handed starters in the league. Lizardo, uh, Shane McClanahan, he was amongst the velocity leaders for left-handed starters, which is pretty impressive for a converted reliever to be able to maintain that velocity throughout a game. But you look at, you know, I said one or two stuff plus, location plus over the past month, you convert that to an ERA, that projects for about a 3.3 ERA. So Cole Reagans is an elite pitcher. Luis Ortiz, a guy with elite stuff. I believe he has a 106 stuff plus rating, but the command is just atrocious. 31 walks, 39 strikeouts this season. And over the past month, he's completely lost it to an even more significant degree in terms of his command on uh, just getting shelled in every outing. So, or I shouldn't say over the last month, but in his last few starts, there was a space where he went back to the minors in between there. But yeah, in terms of the first five innings line, 
I made the Royals all the way up at minus 250. So I would actually bet that to minus 225. But I do give the Pirates the better bullpen. So a much less significant edge for the full game as compared to the first five innings. Just for example, I projected the Royals at minus 250 for the full game, but just minus 165. Or sorry, minus 250 for the first five innings, but just minus 165 for the full game. So a huge difference in the two halves here, but a much bigger edge for the first five innings. All right. Very good. I feel like we haven't had a chance or I don't know if you've had an edge like that all season on the Royals, maybe against Oakland, yeah, um, yeah. but <laughs> it's big Reagan's, you know, it's, it, I'm using a pretty aggressive projection on Reagan's of kind of eliminated priors on him and I'm using the results that he's getting. And I, I think I'm pretty comfortable using that because I don't think the previous projections were encapsulating, you know, what we're seeing right now. So yeah. Uh, a pretty big gap, but yes, yeah, so like I, I didn't go out and lay the wood on the Royals here. It's still the Royals that, you know, it's still pretty reasonable with my bet size. So this isn't, you know, the bet doesn't necessarily reflect the type of edge it is, but I do think it is a pretty massive edge. Okay, Tanner, uh, I'm not too surprised where you're going with this for your best bet today, because I think today is a Sandy day. Yeah, it seems like every single time you guys bring me on this podcast, it's a sandy day. I think uh, mm. I'm not. I don't wish, think that's wish we were planning it that way, but I don't think that it's that's that's the case. But yeah, sure. Anyways, <laughs> three best words in sports: Sandy Alcantara Day. I will start here. Let's talk a bit about Sandy, my favorite pitcher. If you guys follow me on Twitter, kind of a Marlins fanatic, kind of a Sandy fanatic. Sandy cruising through the second half of the season. Last two starts kind of hit a bit of a, a speed bump, but he was on a West Coast road trip against the Padres and the Dodgers. Still pitched over six innings in both starts, and there are good things to take from both of those starts. Um, the changeup was great in both starts. Didn't allow a single hit on it across 25 thrown against San Diego. Forced 19 total whiffs against the Dodgers, a ton. 35% called strike plus whiff rate in that start. Sandy is continuing to work on a streak that I love to see for him, which is that he's forced double-digit ground balls now in nine consecutive starts. 107 ground balls to 51 fly balls and 28 line drives during that time, 59% ground ball rate. He's still pumping in great stuff, 117 stuff plus over the past 30 days. That is ninth in baseball. But when he's combining that with his typical ground ball output, he can give you that workhorse length that we admire him for. And I've talked about this before. He is really in the zone right now. Where he's throwing sickers and sliders 100, but he's also getting consistent weak contact and consistent ground balls. Despite the last two starts, he is still working on a sub three ERA over his past 11 outings, and he's back home now. A career 2.9 ERA at Lone Depot. The Rays are hitting again against the right side, but they're also slightly worse against lefties. Um, they have just a 298 expected Woba against that side over the last month. And the Marlins have several left handed relievers in that bullpen that are pretty good. So you put Tampa against Sandy for however many frames and then a good southpaw bullpen for the rest of the game. I think that's a tough look for them. The Fish need to hit if they're going to win this game. I'm hoping that they can force some negative regression on Aaron Savale. Um, Savale's 2.59 ERA is paired with a 3.58 expected ERA, 80% strand rate, 270 BABIP, 5.5% home run fly ball rate. I don't think any of that is sustainable. And he hasn't been like great since coming over to Tampa Bay. Um, three earned run over five innings pitch against Colorado. Two earned run over five innings pitch against Cleveland. Three earned run over four innings against Detroit. Those are offenses comparable to the current state of the fish. The Rays bullpen has been pretty good recently. I don't, still don't trust that unit at all. And I give the fish a pretty significant pitching advantage against all nine frames here. And I hope their lineup can, you know, bang their heads together and produce a few runs at homes. Um, I need Luis Arise to figure it out. It's been slumping lately, just 220 in August, I believe. He's still hitting 380 at home, so maybe him and the Marlins just need Lone Depot to help him out. 
Marlins money line minus 120 or better for me. Just want to drop one more stat to echo Tanner's points. I'm also on the Marlins here. Sandy Alcantara last year, 120 stuff plus in the first half of this season, 109. Second half of this season, 119. So the stuff has come back. His location has improved. As Tanner said, he's getting the ground balls again, getting that downward tilt on his pitches. Change up, not getting smacked around like it was. It was one of the best pitches in baseball last year. This year, it's gotten hit pretty hard. So yes, I think we're seeing the numbers for Sandy come back in line with where he was last season. And just to compare him to Aaron Savali, Savali with the Rays, 94 stuff plus, 108 location plus. So the pitching plus is very, you know, it's about five points behind where Sandy is. But in terms of how you would project an ERA over about the past month, Sandy about 2.7, Savali about 4.1. So there is a pretty big delta between these two starting pitchers. And as I said, I'm on the Marlins with Tanner. Sandy day is a, a good day. This is the Caldera Lab product, the good one of their three products, part of their regimen. Uh, the good is your go-to multifunctional serum at night that helps your skin look tighter and smoother, as well as help reduce the uh, visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. That's the good. Every drop of this serum is packed with 3.4 million antioxidant units protecting your skin. First impressions matter. Get involved uh, and care about your skincare with the use of Caldera Lab. They uh, help Get your skin in the right spot. It's one of the first things people notice about you, right? Your skincare and first impressions matter. And Sandy has made a great first impression on Tanner and really his life. So uh, do that. Head to Caldera Lab, uh, number one skincare product that we promote here at Action Network. They are. Uh, there is also a special for those of you that tune into our podcast. Uh, use the code PITCH, P-I-T-C-H, at calderalab.com and get 20% off right now. If you head to calderolab.com, insert the promo code PITCH, P-I-T-C-H, and you can get 20% off right now. Uh, you get an opportunity to uh, look younger, and those are the charming words you love to hear if you uh, care about your skin. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way, and that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. 
only. Must be 21 or older to wager. 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Moving on, if we are going to fade the public today is a question that we ask on this podcast from time to time. And one of the big public sides today, Zarillo, the Texas Rangers are going to send Heaney to the mound. I think it's Quintana for the Mets. Money's pouring in on the Rangers. 91% of the bets, 99% of the cash. Are, are you tempted at all to come back on your Mets to go against the people? Or is there a, is the public on to something here about the Texas Rangers today? The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? No, I like Texas in both halves. Um, you know, projected them closer to about minus 130. Five for the first five innings, minus 130 for the full game. Or I should actually say minus 145 for the first five innings, minus 135 for the full game. So there is about to minus 135 for the first five and minus 120 full game. Enough of an edge to bet Texas here. I think the full game line has come at a range, but I like the advantage more for the starting pitching matchup here for Texas. Uh, I guess, you know, their bullpen does an edge too over the Mets, whose bullpen is completely awful and blew the game last night. But yeah, he knew over the past month, been a league average starter, 99 stuff plus, 100 location plus. He's gone up and down on the season. He's a significantly reduced version of what he was last year with the Dodgers that got him this contract with Texas. But, uh, you know, Keeney still projects around a league average starter, and there's a significant decline from Jose Quintana year over year. Last year, taking his sample from the Cardinals, uh, 86 stuff plus, 103 location plus in the second half this year with the Mets. Stuff plus down eight points to 78, location plus down to 98. So he's gone from being essentially 98 pitching plus to 91. And that is the difference of about a league average ERA to a replacement level five plus six level ERA. So a pretty significant difference here between the starting pitchers. Texas has been one of the best offenses against left-handed pitching for the entire season. As I said, they have the bullpen edge, they have a defensive edge. And maybe they're finally snapped out of their lull after going two and nine in their past nine games, but or past eleven games. But finally, you know, getting a dramatic win with that ninth inning comeback against the Mets, two outs, two strikes in the ninth inning. So, uh, yeah, Texas both halves today. I think partially, you know, the way they won last night is feeding into the public love today because they weren't a particularly public side yesterday. But uh, yeah, definitely like them for today. And there's still enough room on that first five line to bet it. Okay, and uh, for the full game, they are at minus one thirty and first yeah. five uh, minus one forty right now. Yeah, uh, minus one forty is fine. Uh, you know, I'd prefer minus one thirty five for the first five, but yeah, that minus one thirty is pretty much in line with my my projection. So not enough of an edge there. You need minus one twenty five or better to play full game. Okay, Tanner, how how are you gauging this this game tonight? Uh, considering how it went last night, 
And, uh, well, you get the Rangers at a decent price, but the people like them. Yeah, um, I wish I had more on this game, but um, I'm, I'm mostly just betting it because Cirillo is, and I trust Cirillo more than most people in my life. But, yeah, I'm on Rangers' first five full game. Um, yeah, the stuff plus models is what really convinced me about Quintana. I mean, 78 stuff plus, Cirillo talked about it. Um, and another thing that I dug into for what it's worth. So past 30 days, Rangers do have the offensive advantage over the Mets against Southpaws and a Southpaw hitting matchup. It's 115 WRC plus the Rangers to 105. Quintana, Southpaw sinker baller, four pitch mix. He uses pretty equally uh, sinker, four seam changeup and curveball. Rangers are sixth in team OPS against that left-handed mix specifically. Heaney, four seam slider guy, almost exclusively something like 80% of the time, maybe 75. Mets are 19th in MLB and team OPS against that left-handed mix. Uh, that pretty much convinced me there. And the Mets bullpen is an abject disaster. I know the public's on them. I still think that we're getting Texas a little cheap right now because of their recent spiral. So I might look to back them a little bit more over the next week or so, depending on how they shape up. Um, but I really like them in this game. Yeah, they have Rudy back. They have Heimbach, Seager back. So this is, you know, the, the team that, won all those games, they have it fully back together. You know, their lineup's fully healthy. The reason why I bet Houston's futures is because I thought Jonah Heim and Seager would be about a bit longer than they were, and they both came back pretty quickly. So, yeah, Texas is, you know, back to full health, full strength. Yeah, there's, there's still feeling a- better teams in the in the league, and they're just not being priced like that today. I don't think so. How are you feeling about that, Zarello, with the Astros winning the, the division? Any chance Texas catches them? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a pretty wide open three-team race. I believe they're going to play each other a number of times down the stretch here, too. So it's going to come down to those head-to-head matchups. I yeah. still favor the Rangers. I believe Fangraphs, Pakoda, or I should say, I still favor the Astros. Uh, Fangraphs has uh, the Mariners and the Astros tied at 92 wins on their end-of-season projections. And I believe Pakoda might have the Astros ahead. Let me just double-check that quickly. Yeah, the, Pakoda has the Astros beating Seattle by one and a half. So... It seems like Seattle has actually overtaken Texas in the projections. Uh, and I don't know if I'd necessarily agree with that. I haven't looked at their schedules the rest of the way, but I'd probably still rate Texas as the better team. Okay. Yeah. It's Mariners, what a story. They've won 12 of 13. Yeah. Their pennant number, their odds are, are, are coming down uh, as we they speak. They have the best pitching in the AL come playoff time. Nobody wants to face them, you know, yeah. one through four in the rotation. They stack up as well as anybody. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to play Seattle in the playoffs, but especially when their offense is red hot. Need that offense to cool off a little bit for you. Yeah. All right. Underdogs for uh, today. No consensus dog. Two dogs that we're going to discuss. Where's my dog? Uh huh. There's my dog. Where's my dog? Uh, Zarillo, you were on the Dodgers side yesterday, but now you're coming back in on the Diamondbacks today as an underdog. Why? Yeah, Clayton Kershaw hasn't pitched much since coming back off of the IL. Uh, had his last start shortened through only two innings. There was a rain delay. But his velocity has been down since coming back off the IL. Down a full tick. And his stuff plus rating, granted it's only a 12-inning sample, but 84 stuff plus in August since returning from the IL. So Clayton Kershaw may not be at 100%. I think the fact that he has had a couple starts to maybe get his arm back into shape will help him. But 84 stuff plus, 96 location plus in 12 innings since returning. So there's a chance Clayton Kershaw is not 100%. Uh, I talked on the pod get. Yesterday about the fact that I think the Dodgers have the better pitching than the Braves come playoff time. You know, similar to, as I just mentioned with the Mariners, I don't think you want to play the Dodgers in the playoffs with all the pitching that they're going to have coming back around that time. Walker Bueller may even be back for the playoffs in a bullpen role. We'll see about that. But 
Yeah, I, I just think you have to take uh, the approach here that Clayton Kershaw, based on the recent results, may not be 100%. And I'm actually, I've lowered Mer- Merrill Kelly's projection because over the past month or so, his stuff plus has fallen off. He's produced good results. Command's been fine, but his stuff plus has actually dipped and he's pitching closer to a 4.75 ERA type pitcher based on what's coming out of his hand. So downgraded Kelly. But I've also downgraded Kershaw and like the Diamondbacks here to about plus 165. I made this line closer to plus 155. And until yesterday, they were one of the hottest teams in baseball as well. So awful coming out of the break. Uh, I've recaught fire and uh, I believe they're currently sitting third in the NL wildcard race. So don't count out our snakes to make the playoff tickets just yet, even though it seemed like they were threatening to go under their wood total for a minute in the second half. Yeah. Really, really quick. So what happened here with Kershaw's last start? He, he finished a suspended game. Is that what happened here? His last start? Uh, yes. Yeah, so they, they uh, I believe he started the game. It was rained out and then they finished it the next day. Um, he did not come back in though. Yeah. I believe. I believe okay, got it. Yeah, yeah he just tossed two innings and then it was removed for the rain. So I, th- I think they might've finished that one the following day. I'm pretty sure. They did. They, they they that, I think I had day. the over... Uh, yeah, they did finish that one the second day because I, I had the over eight and a half. There were five runs through four innings and then they, you know, finished it the next day and nobody scored. So, okay. But yeah, he's, you know, he's thrown three times, uh, two five inning starts. He hasn't given up more than one run in any outings. So the results look okay. Uh, you know, 10 strikeouts, two walks, 12 innings. That looks fine. But the pitch modeling numbers say the stuff plus is down about 20 points. He was at 106 stuff plus before the injury. Now he's at 84. So again, like I expect it to be better today. But if it's only getting halfway there, if it's only getting halfway back to where he was on the season, then he's at 96 stuff plus today. You know, it's he's got a big, big gap to close relative to where he was previously. I gotcha. And I only brought that up because I was just making sure he didn't re-injure himself because I was mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. Yeah. Winning. Oh, yeah. That was my initial concern, too. Like, why do he throw two innings? But no, it's purely rain shortened. And I don't know. That might, you know, that that may ultimately hurt him. Uh, five innings, five innings, two innings. Hasn't fully stretched out that arm, so I wouldn't expect more than five innings today either. Okay. Tanner, underdog for Tuesday. What do you got? Yeah, you know, there was no uh, underdog that really I absolutely loved. Um, Sean will dig into more of these. I threw some some cards, plus 130, because I hate the Padres. Some Reds, plus 140. I think that's a high-variance game. Reds have the bats. I took some snakes, plus 170, for everything that Zerillo just said. The team I really wanted to talk about the day, today was the Yankees. Um and this absolutely positively pains me to do this, but I have to fade Tarek Skubal here. I love Skubal. He's my guy. I think he's going to be a Cy Young contender next season. I think he'll be a Cy Young contender the season after that. The Yankees are crushing left-handed pitching right now, and nobody's talking about it. A 168 WRC plus against the side over the last month. 409 WOBA, 374 XWOBA. The, only the Braves have a higher mark against the side. And there are so many problems with the Yankees. Everyone knows that. I think part of that is that they don't have any depth or, or speed, but depth. And they pigeonhole themselves into an entirely right-handed lineup. So you put out someone like Scoobs, who is not immune to platoon splits, uh, career 260 uh, Woba against lefties, 320 against righties. And he's going to face this entirely right-handed lineup that has been crushing that side. And Scooble has looked phenomenal lately. He did give up four earned to the Cubs last time out. There was a lot of luck involved in that, um, but it happened. He also got roped in the leg by a comebacker that almost he almost had to exit the game. I'm not saying he's hurt, but I want to keep an eye on that. Meanwhile, uh, I think the Yankees will be going mostly with a bullpen game here behind Michael King. Um, 
a lot of, again, a lot of problems with the Yankees, but I've always considered this bullpen really good at their best. They're one of the top five in baseball. Um, shout out to uh, one of our action network guys, DJ James for this one. Um, they have five active bullpen arms with a expected fit below four this month. Uh, they got guys, Holmes, King, Peralta, Hamilton, Conley. These are awesome relief arms. The Tigers have been hitting better, and we've talked a lot about their young core starting to pull the ball more, hit the ball in the air, and how good they've all looked at the plate. The numbers still show they're like a league average offense by most most metrics. Um, and I'm a tad worried because I know that this lineup can get a little cold, and they allowed Luis Severino to go seven innings at a shutout ball last night, five hits with eight strikeouts and no walks. That's not good. That's Luis Severino. Finally, the Tigers' bullpen, 7.5 ERA, 1.9 whip, 93% zone contact rate over the last two weeks. I'm going to take the Yankees against the Southpaw and Detroit's bullpen over the Tigers against New York's bullpen. I like the Yankees as short road dogs. I believe they're plus 105 across the market. Okay, there you go. Two dogs for today, the Snakes and the Yankees. Let's wrap with our, our final bet. Cirillo, you have a few you want to run through, and then I think I read this correctly – uh, Tanner has another thought and then also has a question for Zarillo at the end of the show. And I have a one more for the road. So a couple of small bets, underdog bets, uh, the Rockies and the White Sox, both in range. Don't want to bet either. Got to bet both of them small just because I have to, because of where the numbers are. Mm-hmm. Tanner mentioned the Reds high variance matchup with the Giants. Brandon Williamson has thrown the ball much better over the past month. Uh, really interesting kid. We've talked about him a lot this year, but he was brought up seemingly prematurely based on his triple A numbers, but the Reds are great at player development, and they obviously saw that this kid was ready to finish his development at the major league level, and he's progressively pitched better and better in the big league. So Brandon Williamson, over the past month, his model base ERA, 3.7. He's outpitched Alex Cobb. Alex Cobb been down, you know, he's 493 expected ERA for this season. Uh, Alex Cobb was hurt by his defense a lot last year. He's been bailed out by his defense a lot this year. So Alex Cobb, I actually think, has pitched worse than what his results are. Brandon Williamson in the past month or so is pitching much better than the projections would indicate. Made the Reds closer to plus 130 in this matchup. Certainly like them for today. We already talked about the Miami Marlins. Tanner mentioned that he bet the Cardinals. I also bet the Cardinals for today. Uh, no, you know, particularly big edge, more of a numbers play. Uh, but, you know, I do, I do think the Cardinals down the stretch here may just be a little bit underrated after the season they've had. But Zach Thompson, a guy I like, a guy I've bet on a few times. The Cardinals at plus 130, plus 135 or better would be a bet for me today. And Zach Thompson, a guy I think we're going to continue to back going forward. He has some pretty interesting underlying metrics. And then lastly, some totals. The Phillies over nine and a half. Don't love betting over the key number there. But Lorenzen, a guy I've been trying to find ways to bet against in multiple starts, either betting against him on the money line or betting the overs in his matchups. So we're going with the Phillies over nine and a half today. The Dodgers over eight have some wind blowing out in L.A. tonight. Uh, and as I mentioned, you know, down on Clayton Kershaw, I've downgraded Kellen, Merrill Kelly. So made that total closer to 8.6. I like the over between the Dodgers and the D-backs. And then finally, the Mariners under eight uh, with George Kirby going against Ken Waldachuk. I like Waldachuk. And I think the Mariners offense is just red hot right now. And it's tough to gauge, you know, when offenses get hot, when offenses get cold. It's tough to kind of gauge that into the projection. But I did make this total closer to 7.3. It looks like a cooler night in Seattle. We've had a lot of weather in Seattle lately. That's kind of jacked up the totals, jacked up the run environment by about 10%. Tonight, that doesn't seem to be the case. Wind blowing in and temperatures around 65 degrees throughout the game. So a little bit cooler in Seattle tonight. 
than it has been in recent weeks. Hopefully that leads to an under instead of a bunch of runs. All right. And that pitching matchup in Philadelphia is uh, and Tyler Anderson, Michael Lorenzen. Uh, this series is bugging me because I and mentioned the Philly's the offense is as hot as any team on the planet right now, too. So yeah. want to be against Lorenzen, but also want to be backing that Philly's offense or having some piece of it. Yeah, it's starting to really bug me, this series, because I'm happy the Angels are losing, but I don't like how the Phillies are winning so much. It's really hard. They're um, obliterating people. And, you know, we talked about their pennant odds yesterday. I mean, yeah. Look yeah, at the team, guys. guys. The same team they had last year. They made the World Series last year. It's arguably a better team than they had last year. Uh, you know, Sanchez in the mix, Trey Turner in the mix. If Hoskins comes back, it's a better team than they had last year. So very much afraid of the Phillies, very much afraid of the Dodgers uh, with Braves tickets. So, yeah, the, I mean, are you? if one of those three teams doesn't make the pennant, I think I'd be pretty surprised. They seem to have separated themselves from the rest of the National League. Are you going to bet Philadelphia at some point? I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, you know, I, I've discussed that. I don't all the bets I've made against the Braves, the positions I've taken throughout the year. I'm trying to leave the Braves being my main position. I don't want to hedge against it. Okay. I don't really want to, you know, take too much out of my potential win. Uh, if it does cash, but getting like 0.2 units on the Phillies at 10 to one to win the NML pennant. Might not be the worst hedge. I really have to see how the, the playoff brackets are going to shake out and who expects to play whom. Uh, that's something I need to think about more too because that, you know, if, if the Phillies are going to play the Braves in round two versus the NLCS, it changes my approach in terms of who I want to be taking right. in the futures market. Okay. And for what it's worth, Phillies plus 850 at BetMGM right now to win the National League. For and, you know, market. if they get in a head-to-head series with the Dodgers in the playoffs, would have loved to bet the Phillies at plus money. Again, yeah, so not a bad idea, but we have time for that, Zerlo. Um, yeah, had to, had to ask. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I think you know, just just looking ahead, right? Those three teams, and then kind of Rangers, Orioles, Astros. I'd be surprised if those aren't you know four of your final six teams. Tanner's got a couple more. Than, Tanner, you got a, you got a question on a particular game for Zerlo. Yeah. Um. Before I go on to my final two bets. Uh, This Cubs-Brewers game, I need to talk about it. Um, Corbin Burns, Justin Steele, and it's at Wrigley, and the wind's supposed to be blowing in close to 20 miles per hour. I think the total's dropped to six and a half. Can I just ask, what what do you project on it? I'm super curious. Yeah, I made that total 6.9. You know, Corbin Burns, uh, we talked Blake Snell yesterday, and Blake Snell, there's been three or four different versions of him throughout this year. Corbin Burns, kind of the same. We're on version three of Corbin Burns. That strikeout rate's been down about 10% this year. It was down earlier in the year. He found his form for a little bit. And now over the past month, that strikeout rate's sitting at 23% again. So I think we're seeing a decline version of Corbin Burns and the same Corbin Burns that we saw earlier in the year. So yes, see the wind blowing in. Still couldn't make this total lower than 6.9. So if I get an over 6.5 at minus 110, I'm probably going to end up playing it. I just think Corbin Burns significantly reduced to what we've seen previously. And you don't need, uh, you know, if he's going to walk the ballpark, the wind isn't going to help that. So uh, I think we see more walks from Corbin Burns today. And yeah, I definitely think that that over six and a half would intrigue me. You know, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking about coming back on over six and a half because I actually kind of like the offensive matchup for both teams. But I just, how do you bet an over at Wrigley when the wind is coming in that hot? I, I'm just fascinated. You want to get, when, you, when, when you're done the pod, Tanner, you want to somehow track down to Bundo and, and give him a call and he'll give you a whole wind breakdown for you. Yeah. The weather watcher. Yeah. 
But which, by the way, Milwaukee's won nine in a row. Nine. And they've got Burns on the mound today. So yeah, they, they won't stop scoring. It's frustrating. All right, Tanner, what are your final two? Then we can get out of here. Yeah, all right. Go with two more. So um, Zarillo mentioned it as his best bet. Um, I love the Royals today. Um, it will be, he says it's his biggest edge. It will be my biggest wager of the day. I've heard a different comparison for uh, Cole Reagans. That's Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels Reagans, as we called him on this pod. I talked about him Yeah, we did that a couple week. Fridays ago. It was against, I think it was against the Cubs at Wrigley. Yep. yep I like it. Correct. Um, I'll just talk about him quickly because I really <laughs> love this guy. Uh, post-hype by guy whose journey to the bigs included, what, two Tommy John surgeries and that trade from Texas. The guy pumps gas, 98 miles per hour on average, one of the highest spinning fastballs in the league, 110 plus stuff on, stuff plus on the pitch, excuse me. He has a 19% swinging strike rate on the changeup. His slider is is sick. I, he doesn't throw it a ton. I wish he did. It's, it's amazing. Keeps his curveball down. And oh my goodness, what he did to the Oakland Athletics like five days ago was criminal. Six innings pitched, two hits, 11 strikeouts, no walks. He topped out at 101 on the fastball. Not a single hit allowed on 33 thrown. Seven whiffs across 27 changeups. In his six starts with Kansas City, he checks in with a 2.08 ERA, 1.8 FIP. He is a great guy. I'm going to be backing him on every possible start I can down the stretch. And the Royals have been fun. I like the Royals right now. Um, They've not been completely horrid um, behind the plate. Bobby Witt Jr. is fourth in uh, F4 over the past month. MJ Melendez has a 134 WRC plus in August. If it is um, against Luis Ortiz, I'm happy to fade him. I'll be taking the Royals in both halves. And then finally, I I like my uh, Boston Red Sox today. In both <clears throat> half. Um, gonna go right back to the well. I covered this game last week. Same exact pitching matchup with uh, JP France against Brian Bayo. France is not going to get chased after two innings and 11 runs again, like he did last week against Boston. But there are some seriously concerning things surrounding his underlying statistical profile. He's been lagging for a while, uh, 7.8, or sorry, 4.8 Sierra over his past 10 outings, 4.4 expected ERA in the year. He allows a good amount of hard contact, doesn't induce a lot of ground balls, not pitchers that I really like to back there. I'm just not buying what he's selling. And I really liked the Red Sox last week um, because they have a lot of capable left-handed bats that crush righties. France is not immune to platoon splits. His, uh, his Woba jumps about 80 points from side to side. It'd be really cool if we got uh, uh, Willier Abreu back. He's on the paternity list right now, but he's having a hell of a week. He made his MLB debut, hit his first uh, big league home run, and then just had his first child. In his first uh, 15 plate appearances, he has swung 28 times and has not chased once. 10 batted balls, 7 hard hit. Keep an eye on him whenever he comes back. Going back to this matchup, Bayo goes for the Sox. Um, he forces that unique combination of whiffs and ground balls with the sinker and the changeup. And then he uses his four seam and sliders to keep platoons honest. And one of the things I really liked about him last week was that the Astros are kind of meh against that mix. Since July 1st, the Astros have the fourth lowest OPS against right-handed sinkers and changeups. Bayo made them pay in Houston, racking up seven innings of one-run ball. And I think he does it again. Uh, the bullpen matchup is a little tough to project for me, but I'm going to split a unit between first five and money line because I just really like this matchup for um, my socks. Tanner, I would encourage you to turn around like I can and look at your look at your Patriots logo. I got it's football season now in this in these parts. Okay, this, this team's done. They're done. Last night was awful. Like awful. Bear, who, Bear Claw, this guy, Bear Claw, who pitched, they quit last night, the Red Sox. They quit. 
4-3 lead in the sixth inning, and they have no one else available out of the bullpen, it's bad. Yeah, Not Mets man. bad, Zarillo, but it's bad. Yeah, but you know, um, their bullpen's been bad. Their bullpen's been really bad recently, but I think that's mostly well, like their their middle relief guys. Like when you can get to the I back know. end of Boston bullpen, it's actually okay. They're still an MLB best, I think fifty four and six after when leading after six innings. If you can just if Bayo can just get you to the sixth inning, the Red Sox have a pretty good chance to win. But you know, if you throw someone like Sale out there who's still kind of stretching out and he gets pulled early and you got to put in who knows who, you're done. But I'm banking on Bayo making it, getting to the back end of that bullpen. I think he can do it tonight. Tonight, tonight they might win, but yep. the season, season's over. It's, it's done. So and good luck to you. That Good luck to those of you who took the over, what was it, 83 wins at, at the All-Star break. That that could still happen. Um, their win total preseasons, I think, is in good, great shape. But It was 77 and a half, and I, I, I was yeah. on the over. Yeah, I think that'll yeah. hit. All right, that's it. Sorry, I got a little mouthy there at the end. Just I thought we were going to avoid the Red Sox for the whole podcast, and they came up at the end, so I couldn't help myself. I think every AL East team may go over except for the Yankees. I'd have to look, but wow, that's yeah, that seems like that's uh, very likely. I'd have to see where Toronto's was. Toronto's like right in line with their total, but yeah, I think we may go right. forward one in the AL East. All right, for Tanner McGrath and Sean Zarillo, Brendan Glasheen, thanks for tuning in. We are back on Friday for Payoff Pitch. Uh, please subscribe uh, and like the video if you're watching on the Action Network YouTube. We appreciate you. Have a great Tuesday and talk to you on Friday. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.